Welcome to Happy Vibes, a podcast that will make you smile. We chat weekly over wines to amazing women who inspire, create, empower, and enrich. Come along with us and enjoy the happy vibes. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Happy Vibes. This is our first episode for 2021, and I can't think of a better person to be speaking to during summer than the famous Tandy, who only last year actually launched a world-first chemical-free natural sun cream mother. Welcome, Tandy, to Happy Vibes. Oh, thank you. What an entry. Thank you very much. Yeah, happy to be here. This episode of Happy Vibes is proudly brought to you by Mother SBF, an effortless everyday sunscreen that cares, an all-natural solution, the mother of all sun creams, now currently available at happycollective.com.au. So what on earth inspired you to launch a new sunscreen business during a pandemic? Well, yeah, no, definitely. We launched during the, I guess, pandemic, but I guess the kind of idea or concept started back in 2014. So quite some time ago, um, long story short, but it'll kind of make sense as to why it's called, you know, Mother SPF. Um, back in 2014, my mum was unfortunately diagnosed with cancer. On a positive note, she is fabulous now. Um, basically at the time of being diagnosed with cancer, and whilst undergoing treatment, um, we kind of thought it'd be a better idea to switch to cleaner natural alternatives, which allowed me to start looking into, I guess, yeah, my everyday skincare products, not only skincare products, but you know, also your cleaning products and just, I guess, all these environmental toxins around us. And I guess, yeah, my mum was very much the catalyst for it. Um, and as I started, yeah, digging deep into the skincare products I was using, stumbled across a few questionable ingredients, um, especially in skincare, sorry, in SPF. Um, There was a few kind of red flags for me. And basically I couldn't find a natural alternative. Also one that was also eco-friendly and, you know, respected mother nature. There was a few kind of natural alternatives around back in 2014. I mean, now it's coming quite common because we know of the effect that some of these chemicals are having, you know, not just on our bodies, but also the reef. But basically, yeah, couldn't find a natural alternative. The ones I did find were, you know, so thick, they left this horrendous white cast. It kind of reminded me of, you know, Shane Warne when he used to work that cricketer's zinc. And they also, their packaging firstly wasn't eco-friendly, but it, it didn't excite me. And I guess I was kind of under the norm that, you know, back then, you know, it was 2014 and it should be the norm that we're using clean, safe ingredients, but that are also beneficial or have no impact on the environment. So I originally studied marine biology, which further really kind of drove this passion when I was finding out the effect that, you know, these mainstream SBS were having on the reef. To have a science background, so what very much started off as, I guess, you know, an at-home passion project of me, you know, mucking around with the ingredients, you know, figuring out, okay, you know, what do you actually need to do to bring an SPF to the market, mm-hmm. which is actually quite a quite a journey. It's not as simple as, say, you know, a moisturiser. So in Australia, SPF is seen as a medicine or a drug yeah. purely because it prevents skin cancer. So it has to go through a lot of testing. It's a very kind of rigorous process. 
And for, there's a lot of people who follow us, I think, who are kind of part of this skin and cosmeceutical um, environment. And, you know, any time you make a health claim, you've got to go through the TGA, the therapeutic yes australia or whatever they're called um, the mouth. <laughs> i used to work in the food industry and any claim even related to calcium or protein it's not yeah. it can take years to get approval to make a claim let yeah. alone protecting someone's skin from the sun I know. no definitely i think it's kind of sums it up you know we started in 2014 and didn't <laughs> have to come to market 2020 and quite funny because we only have the one hero product and so many of my girlfriends are like oh why do you only have the one product like why haven't you got the range i'm like <laughs> Are you kidding me? That one product was, was hard <laughs> enough. Um, but I mean, for good reason, you know, we do have the highest rates of skin cancer in the world. It's, you know, one out of five get melanoma. So it should be a strict process. And also confidence for me, if I was going to bring a product to market, I, I want to know it's been tested, you know, to the most rigorous testing standards in the world. And that's why Australia is known to have the best kind of sun care. Um, because it is such a strict process, you know, we've got such a harsh climate and you want to be getting an SPF that's been formulated and made in Australia because then you know it's tested to our conditions or our environment. So basically, yeah, a few years, or actually, yeah, a few years, lots of samples, um, figuring out what ingredients I wanted and what ingredients I didn't want, um, trying to create a natural SPF, you know, with no silicons, which is what makes it feel nice and you know, no, no preservatives, no emulsifiers, all of that is quite happy. I mean, sorry, hard. It's hard find, finding, you know, I'm saying happy because I'm always thinking happy collective. Yeah, but let's not get people wrong. Like your product, for those of you out there who haven't used it. So compared to say your banana bush and those type of sofas, it feels different. And so, you know, but it feels great. It's very moisturizing. Yeah. It went well under my makeup. I've got sensitive skin. I'm fairly fair, covered in freckles, as you can see. And so for me, I'm really conscious of ensuring the products I put on my skin don't give me eczema. But I also want to, like, you know, look good. And I'm really conscious yeah. of my kids not getting sunburned. So when you try a new brand, there's some nervousness. Like, is it going to work? How's it going to feel? I used it all summer and, and obsessed. And so how did it feel for you, Tandy? I guess, you know, it's one thing to know that you've done the research, you've got the science, you've obviously got, you know, a background that's um, ingrained in science, but was it nerve wracking bringing a product to market that you know there's a bit of a risk factor? Like, you know, it's kind of hard to convert people. I don't know, how, how did it go? Now, definitely, I think our biggest challenge at the moment is that education piece because you know, most people, there's actually just so many myths about SPF. You know, most people don't understand the difference between SPF 30 and SPF 50, you know, what's broad spectrum. And, you know, there's, there's not many natural SPFs around. And I mean, you know, I'm a perfect example. If you asked of me, you know, prior to 2014, that there was a physical or, you know, a natural SPF and a chemical, I would have been like, what are you, what are you talking about? What do you mean? There's two yeah. types of SPF, like, don't they all just work the same? And, you know, what do you mean these ingredients, you know, could potentially affect my hormones? You know, our skin doesn't absorb or, you know, we just have kind of no understanding. And that's why it was fascinating because I've always been very invested into my health in terms of, you know, what I eat and exercise. But in terms of skincare, you kind of just slather it on and you don't think much further. If a brand claims that it's, you know, protecting your skin and it's making your skin nice and healthy, then you trust them. Trust so I think, yeah, times are definitely changing. I think consumers are now so educated 
through the power of social media. And we're so invested in our health now, we want to make the right choices. So I guess we're very lucky in terms of launching kind of now people are thirsty for information, really. Um, and like I said, through kind of social media and Google, people can, you know, start to research ingredients, go, oh, okay, I don't want to, you know, use that one. Um, so I found mother incredible and I still, I'm obviously yeah. fixated on mother being my baby, but in terms of, um, and once again, not to, I guess, toot our own horn, but comparison to kind of other natural sunscreens, it's definitely so much thinner. It doesn't leave that white cast and right. we are very lucky. It's to do with, you know, times have changed. There's amazing zinc oxide technology now that, and that was our mission was basically to create, you know, a 100% natural SPF that still met, you know, the demand of a cosmetic SPF. Yeah. So that you basically can't tell the difference. And it's funny because as mentioned before, most brands, you know, add silicones to make it feel really nice, but we don't use any silicones yet. It still feels silky smooth. So to me, I'm like, why are these ingredients, they're so unnecessary? Why, why are they still in our products? We don't need them. Yeah, and I think, um, and I speak just from my own experience, when I kind of think about a chemical-free um, sun cream or sunblock, because um, they perform differently, I do think of the old school kind of the zinc-based products, which I used to... Yeah use and zinc is great but it's come a long way in 40 years and um i was so surprised when i used mother how quickly it rubbed in i was like oh it's going to leave a white sheen over my face and it didn't and so i think um yeah there's it obviously there's a movement and you guys have just ticked all the boxes to make this product work yeah thank you yeah like i said it hasn't been um an easy journey but <laughs> definitely um you know, you asked before, did I think about the risk? But I think I was so deep in this vortex. I didn't even think about it. It wasn't until it was actually out on the market that I was like, oh my gosh, what have I just done? Yeah. You know, I remember when we were going through the manufacturing and my partner was like, you know, are you sure about this? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you mean? Like, I'm not going to be like, this is all I want to do with my life. <laughs> and then it wasn't until, yeah, we actually officially, you know, got them made that I was like, I just what like you know made how many tubes like yeah so it's like marine biologist turned mad scientist um, yeah so candy you know not not to scare people but if you were to call out two ingredients in um, sun cream and cream and blocks that people should just be wary of what would they be and how do we just make sure even if we don't choose mother how do you make sure we're kind of doing something that's okay for our skin and okay for the environment what should we look out for definitely and. Before I go any further, you know, I want to say at the, any, at the end of the day, you know, any SPF is better than any, especially as mentioned, you know, our skin cancer rates are so high. But I think just knowing that we have these amazing alternatives that work just as great as the chemical SPF. So, you know, you have a choice, um, you know, and if zinc oxide is, isn't for you, then by all means use a chemical, you know, still make sure you're wearing SPF. But as mentioned, you know, no, there's better alternatives out there. Probably the number one ingredient, which people are slowly coming aware of, is probably oxybenzone. So that's a chemical UV active. It's in the past always been in most mainstream chemical SPFs. Um, that's the one that has the most studies on it to show that it's having a detrimental effect to the reef. Right. So you'll notice actually now that quite a lot of the mainstream SPFs are coming out saying oxybenzone free. Mm -hmm. Um, which kind of worries me because they replaced it instead with another ingredient, which is just as detrimental to the reef. Um, so hopefully before you know it, it'll probably be, and that's oxygenate. 
And Tandy, this um, doesn't seem naive. However, when you say detrimental to the reef, how's it getting into the reef? Is that just through people washing their faces in the shower? It gets into our, you know, out the system, water system, or is there another? Yeah, it's all through just like, and it makes sense, you know, when you put all your SPF on and you go into the water and you dive oh, and you kind of look around you, it kind of looks like an oil slick. You can see your SPF floating. So it's, you know, a fact that within the first 20 minutes, uh, uh, one fifth of your SPF goes into the waterways. Wow. Um, and so oxybenzone has been proven in a few studies that it's actually changing the DNA in the coral, which, you know, to me, I kind of like, well, you know, if that's happening, that vast amount of water, like what on earth is it doing to us? And not to scare anyone, but you kind of think about that going, hang on, you know, what's happening? And to put it into perspective, Hawaii has placed a ban on two ingredients being oxybenzone and oxinate. Um, so therefore, if I go to related to their, I guess their focus on preserving their reef. Yeah. So they've noticed a massive impact on their reef, I guess, you know, for a place like Hawaii, their whole economy relies on tourism because they've got these amazing reefs. So, you know, if their reefs get wiped out by our SPF usage, then that's their kind of, you know, economy, um, going down the drain, but it's having such a massive impact on there because Hawaii gets so many tourists and you're always in the beach, you know, Waikiki and things like that are just flooded with tourists that are lathered in all of this SPF. So it's, yeah, changing the kind of DNA in the coral. But then it's funny because then you've got zinc oxide, which zinc oxide, to, to get rid of the white cast, a lot of brands break it down into nanoparticles, which is much smaller particles. So therefore, it kind of disperses much better, leaves less of a white cast. So we don't use any nanoparticles. But a lot of natural brands coming out now. And then now we're finding out as well that the reef is actually digesting these nanoparticles and that's also wiping them out. So, you know, if you're going to choose zinc oxide, then make sure it is non-nano. But also, once again, to put it into perspective, the FDA, which is the US regulator, so similar to the TGA in Australia, but, you know, the US version, they've um, actually never done any studies on all of the mainstream chemical SPFs which is quite frightening to think, you know, we've been using these ingredients forever um, and Australia uses all the same ones. So they've recently just started analysing and doing studying studies in all of these chemical actives to see, you know, what are they doing to the reef? What impact are they having on us? So the first results have come out that they've now established that these ingredients are being absorbed into our bloodstream at levels that are higher than what's allowed. Um, so now they're going to the next phase to realize, okay, so we know these ingredients are in our bloodstream, what's actually happening in there. Wow. The only ingredients that have been passed as safe is zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, yeah. which is a massive, yeah, massive relief. Um, so it'd be really interesting to see what happens over, over the years in terms of, yeah, if these kind of chemical SPFs are proven to be, you know, potentially having an impact on our health. I mean, you know, touch wood, that's not, not the case because we have been using them for a long time. But like I said, zinc oxide and also with zinc oxide, you know, doesn't have any impact on the reef if you're not using the nanoparticles, but it's also this amazing like anti-inflammatory ingredient. So when you're wearing it, yes, you're getting sun protection, but you know, for people that have, you know, acne prone skin or sensitive skin, it's amazing. It's, you know, an anti-inflammatory ingredient. I always remind mums that it's the number one ingredient in diaper rash cream. You know, it's been... I use it on my baby's bottom all the time. Zinc, yeah, we don't. You easily can, you know. It's so, so soothing. So it's great yeah. for sensitive, sensitive skin. So 
once again, I'm kind of like, oh, why would you, you know, use a chemical SPF where you can use zinc and you're also getting these skin benefits as yeah. well. And look, I think, Jan, some of those things, as technology is developed, you've been able to kind of finesse the recipe. So it's about um, all the formulation. Um, it feels better in your skin. It looks better now. So it's about just reminding people that technology's changed. So I guess what really interests me is that you've kind of been, been able to kind of synergize your marine biology, I guess, expertise and credentials, which is then, I guess, given you the platform to launch this product, which not only is good for kind of us and our bodies and our souls and our skin, it's going to protect the, um, you know, the marine and the reefs. And you've done this with another person. You've got a business partner, L. And so I'd love to kind of hear about how you guys met and how, you know, it, why did it make sense for you guys to do this together and how do you work together as a team? Definitely. So Elle's a superstar. I'm extremely grateful to have her. Definitely mother wouldn't be anywhere where it is without her. So we grew up in the same area. We've been longtime friends. She's actually um, friends with my older sister. And I'm um, funnily enough, actually living in her house. She used to rent, you know, living in her old bedroom. That was just by chance. But basically Elle um, previously worked at, worked at, sorry, a startup wellness company basically was involved in that. It's a very successful company, but involved from that from the very start to growing it to a massive global scale business. So I met up with Elle just to ask her on advice um, and basically kind of told her the whole story about mother. And it's funny because I left that first meeting and I've been like, oh, I'll do anything to have, you know, Elle on board. And still, and still today she does the marketing for a swimwear company. And I was like, oh, but you know, she works full time. She's, you know, she wouldn't be able to pick up anything else. And and then later that day, I got a message from Elle saying, can we meet again for coffee tomorrow? You know, I want to hear more about this. And so Elle suffers really badly from eczema. She has her whole life, has really, really sensitive skin. And I'll never forget, yeah. I met the next day. Um, yeah, we met the next day for coffee and she had a whole toiletry bag with her and was like, you know, what in, what in here is flaring my eczema? I'm like, can you go through all of the ingredients? And started going through it. And at the time she was using a chemical SPF. You know, it's like, oh, cut, cut this one out um, for a while. This, you know, chemical SPF is known quite commonly to irritate your skin. And so cut out the chemical SPF. And then within a week, her eczema had completely healed. Um, so the reason why I loved bringing Elle on board is that she was just as passionate about mother as I was. You know, she was in it for the long run. Mm. Um, and then also she has her incredible marketing background. She's very talented in that aspect. So that's why we work so well together because... She kind of works on all of the marketing where the product development is something I love to work on. So, you know, we work very much well as a team because we know kind of the areas we work best in um, and we've known each other, yeah, for a long time. So that was, yeah, very, very fantastic having her on board. I love it. And I think, you know, at Happy Collective, like we're, we're all about that. It's a kind of identifying women who... Um, well, support you, but can also, I guess, enhance what your own offering is. Because I think, yeah. and in my business, we're the first to admit that we're not good at everything. We have specialist skills. And so by kind of combining kind of the raw talents of different people, it can actually just help your business flourish and grow so much. Um, and Tandy, I guess for those out there listening, they kind of, you know, they probably know about your depth your product and um, the branding is amazing. But I guess, tell us a bit about you. So you're in Perth. 
Um, you've gone through a pandemic like the rest of us, or WA. Um, we'd love to hear, like, like what's been going on for the last 12 months? What's kind of kept you, I guess, um, ticking along? Have you had happy moments, sad moments? How's it, how's it been? Well, I guess we've been extremely lucky being in WA. Um, COVID very much here hasn't affected us, which I, I hate to say. Um, but, we, yeah, we've been very lucky in March last year, we had like a month of a soft lockdown, I guess you could say, you know, we're still allowed to go out, but the restaurants and, you know, the gyms and things like that were shut. Um, I personally loved that month, you know, as a month to slow down and I work from home, which is great, but it's also can get equally lonely, you know, working by yourself all day. So, you know, I had my boyfriend, he was having to work from home as well. So I had someone in the house with me. I mean, yeah. I think he didn't get any work done. I probably drove him crazy. But like I loved it. I had all my friends are working from home. So I had people during the week to, you know, go for a walk with. Yeah. Um, so I, I, yeah, loved that. And just the months just slow down. Um, and I was also very lucky. So I'm originally from Broome. I grew up in Broome, which is just northwest of Perth. Yeah. Um, my mum still lives there. We're very lucky and my growing up my dad had a pearl farm so we're always out in the boat and always fishing and crabbing we've still got a boat in Broome, so i drove from perth to Broome. or sorry i was the back seat passenger my boyfriend you did the driving had the wheel yeah. you, you enjoyed <laughs> the back podcast <laughs> so we did the most yeah amazing drive from perth all the way to Broome and stopped off at Karajini and all these coastal towns so that was amazing and had the chance to kind of completely check out of um, check out of work. But definitely the start of COVID in terms of mother, I was extremely worried. We had just launched. Yeah. Everyone was obsessed with, you know, antiseptic and hand sanitizer, which was, I was like, this is so against the anti, so against the natural movement, you know. Everyone wants to be as sterile, sterile as possible. So like Glen 20 was sold out nationally. Oh. Um, and we're also going into winter. I mean, you know, most people are quite conscious that SPF needs to be worn, you know, 365 days a year, but there's still people that think it is seen just as the beach product. Mm -hmm. So with no international travel allowed, I was like, oh, we're, we're really in trouble here. I was no longer working. I'd gone full time on mother. Um, I'd previously worked in finance. So I'd started studying marine biology and then I moved to finance. I did a Bachelor of Commerce in Investment and Corporate Finance at uni and then worked for a hedge fund for numerous years before I decided to leave all of that and do mother. So a massive transition, but the finance has been so beneficial oh, to mother. Before, um, before we even went to market, we'd done you know, cash flow analysis and eight-year forecast. We knew you know, if we made no sales, what was the worst-case situation? worst case scenario and so all of that very much gave me the confidence l also has a background in finance so we both understand it quite well and we could do these forecast models mm -hmm. together and understand okay you know what what amount of money do we need need how are we going to do this like, it, like it takes a great idea to have a great business but more than that you need to actually have the business now to kind of understand that there's an idea but there's a distribution strategy there's a, yeah, a risk analysis there's profit and loss and there's cash flow and so i think that hearing that you've got such kind of a robust um kind of commerce background that's going to put you in great stead um yeah, yeah. no that's been extremely extremely beneficial Hmm. So, yeah, the last year has been fantastic. I used to also teach 
Pilates. I was a Pilates instructor about four years ago. Had a little break when I was working in finance. So I was starting studying my masters of finance and it kind of all got a little bit too much. So I recently just got back into teaching, which is fantastic. I think I struggled. Basically, mother started off very much as my hobby and then it turned into my career. And at the start, it kind of felt a bit funny. And then I realized I'd completely lost my hobby. And I think it's so important to have a hobby. So now Pilates kind of replaced that and is now is, now is sorry, is my hobby. Um, and it's just a great way to break up the week. You know, I work for mother from home and I kind of go out, interact with clients, teach a Pilates class. So yeah, the last year has been... It's been fun. <laughs> it sounds dynamic. Uh, uh, if you've listened to any of our podcasts, uh, another person that we've spoken to is Chloe Lawback, and you know she has a Pilates business and is a really empowering woman. And her whole kind of core focus is about um, you know teaching women women how to be kind of strong pre and postnatal, and um, and I think for her fitness, um, especially through kind of the pandemic and feeling connected to other females, has been really important. So no doubt um, your kind of link to your Pilates world has been really helpful as well for your mental mental well-being Mass- massively now we here at happy collective are all about inspiring women and not just us inspiring women we are constantly inspired by women and so we'd love to hear from you uh tandy like who out there in the big wide world inspires you um and also perhaps locally like whether it's a girlfriend your mom or you know michelle obama whoever but out there what kind of amazing women have inspired you to think differently or do things differently i love zoe foster blake i think she is incredible um she's very very real so creative i mean a woman of all talents you know she's written books she's got her own skincare company and she just seemed, yeah, really real. Um, I would love to meet her. And I feel like she's the kind of, you know, she also actually has a natural SPF within her skincare range go-to. But I feel like she's the kind of girl you would meet and she'd be like, oh, you know, use this supplier, use this. We just want to help you as much as possible. Women. Like amazing business, yeah. business women. Yeah, propping people up. Definitely. So in terms of someone I don't know, it would probably be her. In terms of local, definitely my mum. Like the fact, you know, she's gone through prior to leukemia, she'd also had a melanoma. Oh, wow. And I think it's very much her love for us kids that, you know, has kept her alive. She would do anything for us. I've never seen someone have so much love. It's incredible. Definitely my business partner, Elle. Yeah. She, like I said, is basically working two jobs at the moment. Works, her work ethic is insane, yet she'd always put her family and her friends first or, you know, she'll work a 50-hour working week and we'll still be out on a Saturday night, this bowl of fun, like this little pocket rocket. Meanwhile, if I did that, I would be in bed at 7 p.m. on the Saturday night. You know, just always got so much energy, really lives for life. And then most probably another girlfriend I went to school with, um, she's basically dedicated her life to fighting modern slavery. Her name's Grace Forrest. And is, yeah, is like so so inspiring is so passionate about fighting modern slavery she's only 27 and the step she's already taken you know she's already works you know been involved with the un and it's just extremely inspiring and when i first kind of had the idea of mother i met with her to ask about my supply chain and she just has so much knowledge and you know it was made me be like wow i'm definitely getting everything made in australia i want to support local as much as possible i want to know that yeah my supply chain has can be audited 
and there's no form of slavery or, you know, unethical behaviour involved. Yeah, you want full transparency. And I think that's what a lot of people kind of don't understand. Like even if you see kind of a badge that says, you know, sustainable or you see a badge that whatever, there's plenty of them out there. Do you really understand where that supply chain goes? Because there's so many people involved. But if you keep it local, you can feel more trust and more confidence that the person who makes that product knows their supplier and has possibly even been to the place where they source their product. So you can't get more trust in that and yeah. I just love that about your product Tandy and Elle who's not on the podcast today it's not only is it chemical free which is good for your skin your focus on end-to-end sustainability is extremely inspiring um, and I hope that your story kind of gets out there and so then people understand you know the purchase that they're making it's not just because they're vegan or not just because they want kind of beautiful skin it's actually going to help our environment protect the reef and yeah not not go down that horrible path of, um, yeah, sourcing that is unknown and unfortunately can lead to slavery and other, yeah, horrible things in our world that does kind of go on in, in, in food, in skin, in all trades, really. No, def- definitely. So, look, we love to leave on a happy note on the happy collective, happy vibe. So, um, you know, looking back on this year, is there anything, Tandy, that you can reflect on that was a bit quirky, that made you laugh, um, that made you happy, that you'd love to share with all of our listeners? Oh, not really quirky. In terms of what made me happy, I think, like, exploring our own country, there's Ooh. so much beauty in Australia. And I was so embarrassed that I've, you know, lived in Perth or Broome my whole life, yet I've never, ever done the drive from Perth to Broome. I always just get on a plane and don't think much further or I always travel internationally and you know our, our back backyard sorry is incredible and just being out in nature not having your phone and like being in these isolated you know waterfalls and things like that is incredible like it's a whole nother love for, for nature it is so beautiful out there and just yeah I guess you know, prompting people to explore your own backyard. I mean, I think now we kind of have to. <laughs> we have to. We've got no trouble. I mean, we're basically forced, but make make the most of it. Um, you know what, if that you can fill your bucket, I don't know what it is. I'm so excited about exploring Australia this year. I've got three trips, you know, outside of Victoria oh, that I'm hoping to get cancelled, and I hope everyone else does. Um, what everyone else does too. Thank you yeah. for sharing your precious time with us, Tandy, as you kind of build your empire of um, chemical-free sunscreen. We really appreciate it. Oh, awesome. Thank you very much for having me. Have a great week. See you guys. This is us for the next two weeks. We look forward to speaking to you again on Happy Vibes.